0: the monitor so anyways uh. we're here we made it <laughs> yeah happy to chat oh man thanks for that um i wasn't really sure because um well i knew it's sort of early for you but um yeah you didn't reply so i was thinking okay maybe well or something but then well, yeah it's just early for you isn't it it's what 11 o'clock now yep yep oh already okay um well so i mean i explained a little bit over the reddit already so basically what it is um i'm putting together a podcast um it's not happening until sort of mid august but um really much what i do is i chat with the people that sort of had troubles with weed before um just to sort of get you know a bit of story out there get a bit of motivation and you know just to share the the whole aspect of um side effect of the weed the addiction and you know something you don't normally read or hear about uh, yeah so yeah that's you know i said this, i'm gonna send you a message and then we made it here so yeah here we are um yeah so the way i normally do it is i have a couple of questions that i ask you um like i mentioned everything is anonymous you know if there's any details any like location anything you you'll slip so to say um i'll bleak it out um but yeah, that's pretty much it. So um Sounds good. All right. Well let's let's go let's get straight into it. Um so the first question I wanted to ask you is when did you sort of start smoking when this whole thing started? If you take me back a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I started smoking pot um in college. <clears throat> so I would have been uh eighteen or nineteen. But I yeah, I guess it really took I I tried it then and then I started smoking heavily. Yeah. Probably around 20.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, then I smoked, it was a little off and on. I had some periods of quitting. Um, but I was always someone who had to either quit all the way Mm -hmm. or, or not. So that was, which is something people that are addicted to weed have, which is most people can just enjoy themselves. And, uh, you know, smoke pot or however they like to adjust it when the time makes sense. And, um, they generally have a good time, but then people like me, some part of me wants to be stoned all the time. So, um, yeah. So for me, I, during my, during my twenties, I had to, um, kind of force myself to stop and it was always all or nothing. And, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So, following from that, I mean, when did you sort of notice that weed is affecting you? When did you sort of realize that, hold on a second, that's, that's normally supposed to be or what you used to be?
1: Um, It's a good question. It, I, it definitely was at some point in my early 20s, so after probably a couple years of smoking pot, because in the beginning... Um and I always kind of just felt like I was someone before I smoked pot, I just didn't have any friends in high school that that did that had pot, but I kind of always like thought that I would like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of I don't know, just a weird instinct. And uh so then I did and it sort of felt like it made sense or I was like, Oh yeah, I've always I've always felt like I sh I would be someone that would that would be a stoner. And uh so for the first couple of years and you know, I was young and just like in or out of college so it you don't feel that much guilt about partying and um mm-hmm. and stuff so for the first couple of years I felt fine in my head about it um and loved it and was like I this is who I am but then then at some point um there were just times where I would be depressed or like I just could feel that I wasn't. Um, I wasn't being social. I wasn't chasing my goals. I was, I was just like getting stoned and watching movies and eating junk food. And uh, and then there would be times where I would, I'd be like, all right, I should, I need to, I don't want to do that anymore. But then <clears throat> next thing I would know, I would tell myself, all right, I'm going to take a at least a week off or something like that. And then I couldn't even make it, you know, a day or two. And I'd come up with some reason why I'll start tomorrow so um
0: yeah somewhere after a couple of years of smoking pot I mean, I mean, but it did, um did it sort of progress because I mean it was the same with me and I'm hearing this quite a lot actually sort of a trend that you sort of started smoking socially and then progressed to sort of smoking by yourself and then you came to the point where you realized that you know it's past uh, control it was it was never It was always a social thing, well, never a social thing. Was that sort of a thing with you? Uh,
1: Yeah, no, it's the exact same. It started as fun and social. And, uh, you know, there is some sort of bonding thing that happens when you smoke pot with people. So Mm -hmm. that was probably another part of drifting into it, too, was like I started to seek out friends that wanted to get stoned as much as I did. And so, next thing you know, like all the people you're hanging out with are stoners and so every version of socializing involves getting stoned and then yeah then i started to like being stoned by myself and it wasn't necessarily that i was um avoiding social situations to i what i didn't i didn't stay home because i started to prefer being stoned by myself but in terms of like more difficult social situations like wanting to get out you know to like date and meet you know that kind of thing the type mm-hmm. the types of socializing where it's not just comfortable mm-hmm. and you actually have to sort of like put your best foot forward and yeah, and and, so and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. and uh so that was where i felt like i was having side effects of being a stoner which was like all right i'm instead of instead of going into uncomfortable situations that I know will have a big reward by, like, getting through it, I would just procrastinate and tell myself not, not tonight, and then I would just get stoned and just kind of go into, like, that stoned fantasy land of, you know, everything will be great tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. And then I – that was uh, – the other thing, too, was just, like, I liked – to be stoned all the time and so i would start getting stoned before i'd go to work i would be yeah just stoned in situations where it just wasn't a good idea at all and it was almost like even like disrespectful to be stoned um yeah just certain things where like you should show up like clear-minded and like emotionally and everything you know like present but instead i would i would be stoned all the time so those were other times where i was like i really need to get some help with this because um yeah i would just like look back on the week and be like
0: i can't believe i did that so following from that i mean you realized that you know this is sort of enough um what was your approach um to sort of you know getting things in control to uh, to being sober um,
1: um i've done a lot of things um like i said well at this point i haven't smoked or used any thc for about two and a half years no. Um, and i am someone that's had i've i've done that before and so um the times i've quit before were once i went to a hypnotist and did like three sessions and said like i'm trying to quit smoking pot and i know like a lot of people use hypnosis for stopping smoking cigarettes so that was interesting that actually did work and i didn't smoke pot for almost a year after i did that um and hypnosis was interesting because it's not like I thought it would be, it wasn't like you're under a spell or anything. It just, it was like, it puts you in a really calm place. And that like for a year after that, I could just walk around and think about weed. And it just like, my brain would go like, ah, do, it. I could smoke today and then be like, nah, let's not do it today. Like it just gave me enough, enough of enough space from the addiction to just sort of have that conversation in my head and be like, eh, let's not do that today. And I was able to just do that. Then I don't know, after a year I did that. I, the big trap for me is I'll hit, I'll hit a long stretch of sobriety and I'll feel good. And then I'll, that little voice will come back and be like, well, like, you know, maybe you could just do it once in a while now, like now you've, you're in a new place in your life and that kind of thing. So then other times um i mean i did go to therapy like talk therapy i didn't go for that reason but i was already in therapy mm-hmm. so and i definitely kept weed a secret from the therapist for a long time but then at a certain point i hit a real low and i just like was like all right i'm going to talk to them about it so then that helped um with the accountability and it doesn't feel good to, like, lie. Um, and so that helped. I also have done things where, like, I'll get a a big calendar, like the kind you can buy at, um, like, an office store. So it's, like, a big three-foot calendar. And just put, like, an X through the day, like, when I've made it to, uh, to no no weed. And that's really helped. Like, I'll... Because then you just start to build up like it's almost like you collect those X's on the days. And you're like, well, I don't want to throw away all the work I've done. Um, So that little, any type of like little ritual can help. And then this last most, the current stretch of no weed that I'm on. uh, This time I did go to like Marijuana Anonymous. And I went a couple times. It wasn't the right fit for me. Um, but it did help at least to kind of like go sit in a room with people and talk uh, like it does. Yeah. Cause weed is generally not addictive for people. And most people are just like, yeah, it's great. I have a good time. And then I go back to work and I go back to my life and I just use it when it's fun. But it was nice to be in a room where you could actually talk about being addicted to weed and how bad it can be and people actually can relate to that so that was good I did that a few times um I just didn't like the the religious aspect of it Mm -hmm. and um so I tried yeah I just I did a few meetings and then I decided I was not gonna go but I had already by that point had like a couple weeks of sobriety so that like helped just kind of tame it a little bit and then I, I, uh, yeah, I just kept going. So, um, that's where it's at.
0: Okay. Oh. Um, do you know what I wanted to ask you just out of interest? Because I rarely she um, hypnosis. Um, but What? I mean, you said you lasted about a year. Um, yeah. Do you mind sharing what happened? How did you relax? Was there anything special? I special event, any anything like that?
1: or It was a long time ago. I don't remember too well. It was just, um, I don't exactly remember. There may have been something, but in my head, it was like just that thing of being like, I I swear that it was that mental trap of, I was proud that I hadn't smoked for a year. Mm -hmm. And then that little voice in my head was like, well, you should reward yourself Mm -hmm. by having (laughs) some weed.
0: Was that was that your first relapse? I would imagine after a long, long time, wasn't it? Was that my first relapse? Yeah, after yeah. long. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's animation. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. I was just gonna say, like that was um the most recent. I think that was the post that I made on Reddit that you hadn't replied to. Um, was that same concept? Was like after two and a half years of no weed Um, I could just feel my brain doing that thing again of being like you know it would be really fun as like if you got stoned and you could do it just like just do it once and uh, it'll be great and like look how long it's been so what's the harm and just that like little that little voice has popped back up and I haven't I haven't uh, ingested any THC or anything but that voice has gotten, it's just popped up in a new way where I can kind of feel need to get almost like busier. Like to me that, that thought of that fantasy of a great stoned experience happens when I'm either lonely or stressed or, um, generally just like not busy enough. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like the times when I I didn't smoke weed for like at least five years was one of my longer stretches, and uh, during that time I was just extremely active, and I was going to these like workout classes that I was like I kind of got addicted to working out, and the classes were social and fun, Mm -hmm. and I remember like I just never even thought about weed for like Mm -hmm. for years just because I was. I was having fun and I was busy. So
0: yeah. This interests me. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about, um, a M-A, marijuana, I know what he must say, it's interesting what you're saying as all about the really disaster. I mean, this is what most column team actually did. Um, people love the idea, but they don't like the actual execution, um, but I wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously you said you only did a few sessions, but, um, do you think that's something you would recommend to anyone sort of try to quit with? Um, I guess I would
1: say I recommend it. I mean, it seems to help the people that were there. You know, it seemed to be like a pretty close group, like the people all knew each other. Um that I I will say though that like marijuana anonymous or alcoholics anonymous, anything with that 12 step program, um, they do have, it kind of comes across as like, this is the only way. And like, this is how, this is what it takes to quit. Um, that said, I mean, if people are listening, I would say, you know, you de- you definitely want to quit if that's if that's what you want to do. so don't let don't let um, one one version of whatever you know therapy or marijuana anonymous whenever it is like don't let that stop you from quitting um, if you don't like it. but that, yeah, for me, I do see a huge benefit of talking with other people who have the same issue and I think that's really the big thing is just sort of like that's what works is like we're social animals and it feels good to be honest and just like actually verbalize the truth and so um, that felt good and there is just sort of that thing of like if there's a ritual to that too of like you have to get in your car and leave the house and go to this meeting at this time and be on time and you can just kind of guarantee like you're not gonna be a you're not gonna light up a joint when you go to this meeting and so I, and i did feel like pretty pretty good after the meeting in terms of like there's no way i'm gonna go home and like smoke weed now like i just sat in it for an hour listening to people talk about you know their addiction and how much better they feel without it the, yeah but the things i didn't like was i'm i'm not religious. Um, and not a believer. And, uh, there was just a lot of like, it felt like being at church of like, you know, just talk of God and a higher power. And, um, the, yeah, there's just sort of this, whoever invented the 12 step thing clearly was very religious. And I just thought it was going to be a little more like scientific, but the steps seemed very strange to me of just sort of like, they were leading you to some sort of religious belief. And um, that was a turnoff for me and that the people were very nice there, but it was just a little too churchy for me. So, um, that was why after a few meetings, I, I stopped because, um, yeah, it's just not my, not my thing to, um, work, um Did <laughs> you have an power thing in there? And there was also just this this thing of like if you're an addict to one thing, you're probably like, there's that whole thing of like you need to quit everything. Um which I never bought into. I have zero inclinations to be an alcoholic. And um so I I am definitely addicted to weed yet I can have a beer or a cocktail and um, never have a problem with it so um, that was another thing but uh, yeah like I said the good thing though is is like if someone listening is thinking about it it can be very helpful to to go to a meeting and just kind of feel what that's like to where you know you have to get out of the house and you have to be there, um, so it does a pretty good job of making sure you're not going to be stoned that day.
0: If you ever attend any other meetings, for example, um, and I, well, the audio got weird. Sorry if you were saying something. No, well, that's fine. Can you hear me? Now? Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, I want to you, Did you um, attend any other meetings, for example, any or just um, general sort of eviction? Um, group therapy anything anything like that um good
1: question I did look I did uh search on the internet for non-religious like marijuana um addiction groups mm-hmm. and I did go I did go to one other one there weren't um a whole lot of options but I was glad to see there were I can't remember what it was called I think it was called something like life ring or something like that <laughs> um And it was that it was like it said, you know, for those who are like looking for group support, but not that are like atheists. And um, so I went to one meeting of that and I will say that um, there are some things that the traditional 12 step like Marijuana Anonymous does well, which is like they have a very strict structure for how the hour is going to go whereas this other thing I went to did not and so at least with Marijuana Anonymous they have their, their procedures where they do like a roll call and somebody reads you know the Lord's Prayer or something and then like one person gets to talk about their story there's like a featured speaker who talks for like five solid minutes and then There's a timer. And then after that, like once the timer is up, like you have to wrap up your story. And then, like, there's 10 minutes where everybody can raise their hand if they want to share something for like a minute. And again, there's a timer. And that structure is very important because when I went to the atheist group, there was no structure. And so you just had like 10 people in a room that are all from like very different walks of, I it was just sort of like, it was a very random group of 10 people. Some people were there for other drugs. So it was, must've been more of a narcotics anonymous thing, but like there was nobody leading the session. So it was just an hour of like, Hey, if you got something you want to say, go ahead. And a lot of people were not talking and, uh, it just felt like extremely um un unorganized and so <laughs> I did try that one, but uh other than that, those were the only meeting type things I've been to.
0: Yeah, okay. Um what role would you say um did Reddit play in your sobriety? Um, for example, this community or leads. Um Yeah. but but some Yeah, it's definitely played... The
1: Reddit, um, the Leaves subreddit um, has played a role where when I really do look back on it, like, I think for probably a lot of people like me, you are still smoking weed, but you've got that thought of, like, I need to, I want to quit this, but you're not ready to quit. And so you start, like, just kind of Googling probably when, like, you're coming down from weed and... You're just like ah, it's depressing again, and so I I think I just started googling and uh, or searching Reddit, and I was glad that that was that was out there. So it was just something where it was like I would read about it and just kind of read other people's posts, and there was even a time of where I was still in denial where I was like, no, I'm not like not out of control. It's just whatever. But like when I look back on it, something must have been going on to where I was searching for stories of people being addicted to weed. Um, and so, yeah, I would just sort of like read that thing for a while, but be like, I'm not ready to not ready to like stop. And then, um, so, and then it's helped. Yeah. I've, I've posted on there a few times and it felt good to kind of like announce, you know, the early days of like day one, Done and mm. one one week, and people are very supportive there. And um, so, yeah, it's that's been a really a really good thing. Um, and even the anonymity of it is great too. Of like, mm-hmm. there's there's good things to being able to go to an in-person meeting, but there's also some good stuff about just being able to like put it all out there on the internet and no one knows who you are. He's and no um, yeah, very helpful.
0: Oh okay. um summing the whole thing up and um, sort of you know making a conclusion here, what would you say, you know, through the whole experience going back, what would you say are the three most important aspects of quitting um well should know? Um you know, knowing what you know now. Um what would you say say after the three most important things? Um I would say the
1: three most important things to quitting would be accountability. Um, so, so, which is what, you know, all of these things are of like, whether it's posting on Reddit and just saying like, Hey, I'm announcing to someone besides myself that I'm going to not smoke weed for this many days or that kind of thing uh-huh. that helps. Um, And that, yeah, for me, like, and then again, with accountability, like, this most recent time that I quit, I did start telling close friends and family that I had been addicted to weed and was quitting, and that was just sort of like another, you kind of, you just got to, like, let the secret out, I think, because old stoners are very, like, secretive people, and uh, I think that's part of what we like, is, like, being in a situation where you're stoned and you're like no one even knows that I'm stoned it's my little my little you know thing and uh that therapy was a huge help um that would be number 2 um cuz yeah i mean i think we're probably addicted to weed because we like something that it does um there's something going on that uh, there's some sort of feeling inside that you don't like about your life that you probably like the way it feels when weed takes over and kind of takes you to like a fantasy land or something. Um, Cause yeah, again, if you're, if you're using weed all the time, you're kind of using it like medicine. Um, and then thirdly, um, I would just say something as simple as like get, get a positive addiction, whether it's exercise, you can't, I just think you kind of do need something to replace that big part of your life. So, um, something, and it, I I do think it helps if it's something that's, that's social or like, that makes you get out of the house because it's just going to be easier to stay sober if you're if you're doing, you know, if you're with other people or if you're you're busy out of the house rather than if your new addiction is like, I'm going to, you know, read a book a day or something where you're just sort of like sitting in your own house, that's going to probably make it trickier to like, you know, resist the urge to be stoned while you're doing it. So, yeah, exercise has been a huge one for me,
0: um, but anything that's a positive addiction would be my third one. Yeah. um can I ask a quick question you mentioned therapy were you seeing sort of a specialized therapist specialized therapist for addiction? no no it was more of a general therapist. It, a, was a gener, it was a general it was just a general, general therapist, therapist. Um, like I said
1: I, I had uh I had already been seeing that therapist and for a long time like weed was kind of my secret so I, I was already just like you know going to therapy to deal with anxiety and some depression and stuff mm-hmm. um but after a few years, then I finally uh, was honest with them that like I, I had been overusing marijuana. Um, so, yeah. Um,
0: That's sort of an extra question, really. But what do you think um, about information i'm sorry what do you think the information regarding weeds um and you know the information regarding weed addiction Do you think there's enough information people um know enough about the whole problem not no,
1: i would say generally not there's not enough information um i yeah cuz it's the kind of thing where people generally like the belief is weed is not addictive and that um and that so it can it can have that thing of like it can be a little embarrassing to talk about or people don't take you seriously cuz like you know it's like saying you're addicted to I don't know Coca-Cola or something um but I mean, on that note, there are people that are addicted to just eating, like, you know, junk food or things like that, that anything can be addictive. Um, And so I don't think there's enough info. That said, I'm also someone who, you know, I am in favor of marijuana being legalized because I accept that, like, for most people, it's not a problem. Um, it's, It's less of a problem than alcohol, which is legal. So... I accept that even though I struggle with it and maybe the fact that you can just go to a store and buy weed makes, you know, makes it tougher for me to stay like sober. That said, I don't have any problem with weed being legalized. It's just, I think we also should educate, like, you know, keep in mind, like you can, you can get addicted to it. And you know that, uh, yeah, I think we probably should kind of re-educate this whole idea of like addiction is only a physical thing and like there's certain drugs you can get addicted to and some you can't. That's not true. The addiction is much is mental for weed. Um but it's still super strong. I know that feeling of being like I really didn't want to smoke weed and then next thing you know, I did and that's that's what addiction is. So
0: you know, I wanted to ask you just out of interest. You know, if you don't want to share, do need to share. What was your What was your friends and your family actually told them about the Um,
1: my parents were, they were just a little surprised, but like they had smoked pot, um, so they didn't have any problem with like they assumed that I did, and I'm you know, I'm an adult, mm. and uh, so that I think they just kind of figured I was like most people which is like I'm sure he does it at parties or you know once in a while but it's not a big deal so but then I was so they were kind of surprised like oh I am sorry to hear that but again I was old enough that that like we're both adults at this point and so it wasn't uh, it was just more of like uh, oh I'm glad to hear you're feeling better and you know decided to stop since it wasn't working for you and then My partner, um, the reaction was rougher because they felt like, they just felt so shocked because I had, for whatever reason, they really don't see what being stoned looks like. And like I said, I'm someone that kind of, my personality and my voice kind of already seem that way. So like I, I could be stoned and people wouldn't really know they're just like oh that's just how he is but my partner was hurt because I thought it was going to be this you know bonding you know like I'm being really honest with you but I told them and they they were just like I can't believe you've been like sneaking I can't believe this has been like a secret and you've been kind of doing this behind my back for for like a couple of years. It wasn't the the entire relationship, but once we got through that, like it was a rough, you know, Mm -hmm. week week or so. And we had more talks, but, um, and it just stirred up for them, like other things in their life where they've been lied to before. And, uh, I was trying to explain, I was like, I'm not, I'm not lying to you now. I'm being extremely honest that I have had this secret, but like, I'm telling you this because I don't want it to still be a secret. And I actually do want to stop. And then, so that would be the accountability thing was like this time around, it's been a big difference to actually have like the person who's closest to me know that I'm struggling with this and that I'm doing this. And uh, so I can actually talk to them about it. Whereas before I would, Always kind of make it my secret of like uh, there had been times where I would quit weed for a couple of years and not tell anybody, mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like i only I know when it's in my life or when it's out of my life, so now I'm a
0: little more open about it oh right, well hung um, I mean, as far as um the questions I put down, that's pretty much it. I mean this was uh, all right, this was amazing, dude. I really really appreciate this.
1: Yeah, and thank you for uh, asking me to do it, and um, thanks for putting a podcast about this together. I think this will help a lot of people.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as far as the timing goes, like I said, I don't think anything will sort of... I haven't even started editing yet, but um, I think the first episodes will sort of come out in mid-August, of so I'll definitely hear um, when your episode comes out, I'll definitely shoot your message. Um, Awesome. yeah. Thanks again. I really appreciate that. And um, best of luck in the future. I mean, you know, I take this only up from here on and from what I hear you has, you have and you have loads of experiments, so um I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good right. Well
1: thank you. Good chatting with you and uh same to you on your uh your no weed life and um yeah, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank
0: you, dude. All the best. Yeah, thanks, have a good day. Bye-bye, bye bye bye. Alright everyone, that completes episode number eight, I think. Um I hope you enjoyed that. You can also you can always send me any feedback you got, or if you got any um other ideas, or perhaps you wanted to jump on the podcast, the email is info at mylashjoint.com Again, that's info at mylashjoin.com. Um, It would really help me if you would hit follow or subscribe. I'm not really sure what app you're listening this on. But yeah, I am thanking you again for listening to the podcast and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.